Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Telegraph. The Telegraph. Podcasts. Testing and tracing in place from Thursday. If you are contacted by an NHS test and trace advisor advising you that you must isolate, then you must do that whether you have symptoms or not. The lion's share of the lockdown housework falls to, you guessed it. Women are spending an average of one hour and seven minutes more of their time each day on unpaid labour than men. And how Greece kept COVID-19 out. This is Coronavirus, the latest from The Telegraph. I'm Theodora Leloudis. Everyone with symptoms of coronavirus can get a test from Thursday, including the under-fives. It's part of the new NHS Coronavirus Test and Trace programme launching across England. From Thursday, anyone who tests positive will be contacted by the NHS to share information about their recent interactions. People identified as having been in close contact with someone who's had a positive test must stay at home for 14 days, even if they don't have symptoms. That means anyone you've been within two metres of for at least 15 minutes, including members of your household. The Prime Minister said sanctions could be brought in if the rules aren't followed. If you're contacted by an NHS uh, tracer and you're told that you've been uh, for more than 15 minutes, less than two metres away from a uh, somebody who has tested positive for coronavirus, then you should self-isolate. That's what we're we're saying. If people don't, as I say, uh, we will we will consider bringing in fines. The aim of the test and trace system is to move from a national lockdown towards measures reimposed on a more specific level to halt localised outbreaks. But as the government announced another 412 deaths in all settings across the UK, Health Secretary Matt Hancock addressed concerns that the test and trace system hadn't been brought in sooner. The answer is because we needed to flatten the curve. Right at the start of the epidemic, we had a contact tracing system in place. But as the virus raged towards its peak, the number of infections grew so large that we needed a national lockdown. That was the only way to get it under control. Effectively, everyone in the country was contacted and told to stay at home. Now, we've got the number of new infections each day right down and the number of contacts of those who've tested positive is small enough that we can be in touch with everyone who we need to. 
Northern Ireland has its own version up and running already. Scotland's system will also start on Thursday and Wales's version is due to start in early June. Boris Johnson says the system will change people's lives. But scientists, including Anne Johnson, Professor of Infectious Disease Epidemiology at University College London, are warning contact tracing systems like this aren't a perfect solution. We have been doing this kind of thing in infectious diseases for years and in every system you just can't capture all the cases. But you hope that this system, along with the other measures that we're taking, will help to contribute to reducing transmission. We need to have the other measures, elements of social distancing, obviously maintaining all the elements of hygiene that we've talked about and outbreaking investigation, really improving for example, transmission of infection in care homes and hospitals, and all the things that need to be done to sort that out alongside these systems. The sum of many imperfect things are what's going to make a difference, and we all have to play our part in doing that. Almost eight and a half million people's wages are now covered by the government furlough scheme, up from eight million one week earlier. The Treasury's confirmed the cost of claims filed by employers rose from eleven billion pounds to fifteen billion. The scheme allows employees to receive eighty percent of their monthly earnings, up to two and a half thousand pounds. It's been extended until October, but around one and a half million self-employed Britons face a cliff-edge drop in income at the end of the month when their emergency funding disappears. Peers. And a listener called Darren emailed to ask if there was any hope of the government giving self-employed people support beyond the end of the month. He says his work's completely dried up. Darren, Mariana Hunt is our personal finance reporter and she's one step ahead on all matters related to the Treasury. Here's what she had to say when I sent her your question. Sadly, there are millions of self-employed people like yourself who are going to be facing a cliff edge at the end of the month when their emergency funding cuts off. There are reports that the Treasury won't extend the funding because it believes self-employed people can still work during the crisis, whereas people on furlough can't. But for the vast majority of people who work for themselves, this just isn't the case. In fact, 75% of the 2 million people who are currently receiving a grant have no other form of income and are completely reliant on it. I've been speaking to freelance sports reporters, wedding dress designers and dozens of other people who are desperate for the grants to be extended. The most galling part is that Boris Johnson promised equal support for employees and the self-employed at the start of this crisis. If the government fails to extend the self-employed grant scheme, he'll have broken this promise. You could apply for universal credit, but paid at just £95 a week. It's not much to live off. If you've got a question you'd like us to answer on the podcast, send us an email. You can find us at coronaviruspodcast at telegraph.co.uk. Greece's restaurants and cafes have opened their doors, but it's hardly business as usual. Clients sit outdoors, tables are set several metres apart, and plexiglass screens protect cash registers, while employees serve food and drinks wearing gloves and masks. The country's hotels are due to open on June the 15th, when tourists from 20 countries considered to have the virus under control will be allowed to enter, with random testing measures in place. But if you're thinking of booking tickets, you might want to hold off. The UK is currently absent from the list. The country's concerned about bringing in new infections from abroad when it's managed to keep the crisis under control. Telegraph reporter Georgina Hayes says the country's ability to cope with a public health crisis of such proportions wasn't a given. Greece had all the trappings of a COVID-19 disaster waiting to happen, but it's managed to defy the odds. A decade-long financial crisis had weakened the country's healthcare system, political instability and corruption reigned, and it has the second oldest population in the EU. But despite all this, 
Greece has recorded just 2,800 cases of the coronavirus so far and 173 deaths. Professor Elias Mozialos, an advisor to the Greek government and World Health Organization on the pandemic, told me that if Greece hadn't recognized its vulnerabilities and taken early, decisive action, then it would have been in a very different situation today. He said that even though case numbers in Greece were very low by mid-February, the government decided at a special cabinet meeting to introduce physical distancing measures like school closures and bans on large gatherings, and that was quickly followed by a full lockdown. To put this into some perspective, Greece closed down all its schools, restaurants, cafes and bars only a week or so after Boris Johnson told a press conference that he was shaking people's hands in hospitals. Anyone who came into Greece from abroad had to go for a two-week mandatory quarantine or risk a fine, and everyone in the country had to tell the government each time they left their house. Whilst this all sounds very restrictive, Professor Mozielos tells me that this is how Greece has fared so well compared to much of Western Europe, especially Britain. He tells me that Britain could have found itself in a situation more similar to Greece had the government acted sooner, and he thinks the period of mixed messaging from the government at the beginning of the outbreak hindered the NHS's ability to mount a coordinated response to the pandemic. Britain is a nation divided. Those who think lockdown should be extended and those who want to get the economy up and running again. Those who can't wait to see their friends and those who might even find it all a bit nerve wracking. And those who've used this period to maximise their productivity and those who've become all but merged with the sofa. Well, regardless of what camp you fall into on the latter, most of us are spending more time sleeping, gardening and watching television. New data from the Office for National Statistics reveals for the first time how life has changed under lockdown. Participants were asked how they spent their newfound free time from late March to late April. Britain spent three quarters of an hour longer than usual on entertainment and socialising, with watching television and streaming videos by far the most popular activity, taking up nearly three hours of the average day. Reading was far less popular, taking up just 28 minutes on average. And on average, we got an extra 18 minutes sleep. But the data also reveals splits along wealth and gender lines. Chris Price reports. Much of Britain has spent lockdown living a life of leisure, with significant rises in the amount of time spent watching television, gardening and sleeping. So no surprises there. But the new data also reveals a split between how those from higher and lower income households are spending time that might otherwise have been spent commuting. Researchers found that those with monthly household incomes of up to £1,700 carried out paid work for 21 minutes more each day during the lockdown than they did before. Meanwhile, those on higher monthly incomes of up to £3,300 did over half an hour a day less paid work over the month surveyed. The Office for National Statistics says an increase in working time for lower income households could be because people in lower income brackets are more likely to be in jobs that can't be done at home. And the lockdown seems to be reinforcing traditional gender roles too. The data also suggests that men are doing more than an hour less unpaid labour than women each day. And while both men and women are doing housework and childcare, women are spending an average of one hour and seven minutes more of their time each day on unpaid labour than men. This is Coronavirus, the latest from The Telegraph. I'm Theodora Leloudis and I'll be back on Thursday evening with your next update. Don't forget that you can access all our journalism, the news that'll keep you up to speed on the pandemic and the puzzles, videos, reviews and advice that'll distract you from it completely free for 30 days. Go to telegraph.co.uk slash audio.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.